Hello and welcome to the Planet Patrick podcast. Solo travel with a taste for luxury. Find this podcast on Spotify, Apple or wherever you find your podcasts from. Coming up in today's podcast. To book or not to book. Omicronorama Lama Ding Dong. Putting my house up for sale. Going through the attic of doom. This is Planet Patrick. (laughs) We never had to do that live from my dining room before, but here we are. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. It's the 1st of 2022. You know, I wasn't recording podcasts for a hot minute at the end of 2021. There was a lot of other things going on. The reason is really my temptation to edit, 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 meaning it took 30 minutes to record a podcast and four more hours to edit it. That is totally a learned behaviour. If you're here because you watch my YouTube channel, also called Planet Patrick, I create travel and life vlogs. Can I call those trife vlogs? Okay, stop screaming at your device. Anyway, to keep those videos short and tight and pleasant to watch requires the addition of music, titles and so on. I was trying to do the same thing with this podcasts, but then I listened to like loads of podcasts and almost none of them take that kind of approach. It's switch on and go and see what happens. And so I'm trying to learn and to be able to record a podcast more quickly and get it out there more quickly would mean that I'm able to do one more regularly. There's more room to breathe, I think, here. What I'm trying to do here as well is to record this on video. And so you can see me recording this on the big microphone. This will look very different to any of the standard kind of vlogs that I make because you can't see my whole face. Otherwise, we don't get sound. Um, So (laughs) you can listen to this on your device in the car, on your Apple iPhone, but you can also uh, find this on YouTube along the way and be able to watch what's happening, which is largely this microphone. This particular series, Planet Patrick Podcasts, is released first as a podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So you can pick it up there and it's always free, always free. Patreons and members will get a video version of the podcast first, but that will also be uploaded to YouTube a couple of days later, and you can enjoy it in whatever format you prefer. You can check out how to join them, my lovely Patreons and members, at planetpatrick.net forward slash support. The first of today's topic is booking or not booking. I am a religious booker, typically a religious booker. I'm always on there looking up hotels, trying to get the best deal, seeing if I can, by waiting a day or two, get a slightly better uh, flight that, you know, on an aircraft I really want to use or that's uh, cheaper along the way. Uh, And that's a really hard habit to break. This upcoming trip to Canada and the United States, which you may have seen me talk about online, I'm calling it Riverdance Revisited. Uh, That's coming up at the end of next week and I've not booked even my first hotel. Let me just check that you're recording. You are. Great. Anyways, um, along the way, whenever I 
advertised or said, I mean advertised, I spoke about it, I guess, on Instagram a little bit and on Facebook and got some comments from people who, like me, had been in Riverdance back in the day. And people were saying, are you going back to the same places that we visited together? You know, that place that we used to go out to, you know, on on, uh, nights out, that kind of thing. Or the theatre or the same hotel. And, you know, it's 24 years since we uh, travelled around uh, Canada and America. So probably a lot of those places have changed and that's going to be probably fun to see along the way. But I'm also not going to be religious about visiting every single place, except where it was important. And bear in mind, some places will have been interesting to me at the time and not to anybody else that was in the cast and vice versa. So really what the Riverdance Revisited Tour is, it gives me kind of a structure, an overarching structure of the cities to visit. And then I'm going to try and experience them as if I've never seen them before, because it's 24 years later, and I guess I haven't experienced them, not in their current iteration. So I really, really loved Vancouver, for example, but will I feel the same about it now? It's it's inevitably changed, and I've changed along the way. So that's going to be interesting. So when it comes to this idea of whether I book or don't book, I guess Omicron is part of that story. But another part of the story is to be able to go into a city and say, actually, I want to stay here a little longer. If I've religiously booked out, I'm two days in Vancouver, one day in Victoria, and so on and so on, then really I'm doing myself a little bit of a disservice because I'm not giving myself the opportunity to explore. And you know what? Some of those places I might want to stay one night and zip out of there. I'm looking at you, Regina, Saskatchewan. Um, Anyway, so what have I booked? Here's what I know. I'm leaving on this trip next week on the 15th of January. I've got my what itinerary I do have written down in front of me here. Um, 15th of January, I'm flying from Dublin to London. I'm flying with Aer Lingus because I get free hand luggage, which is very nice. And I'm going to go to Hammersmith, which is where I started in the West End to learn the trade of being at Riverdance as a singer and an onstage drummer. A couple of days later, I'm taking WestJet. I've never flown with WestJet, to the best of my knowledge. I'm pretty sure I haven't. And I'm flying in economy woo-hoo, uh, <laughs> to Vancouver via Calgary. That's the route was which was available. And I think I may have gotten that uh, as a one-way deal for £175 and to me that's a pretty great deal. I'm going to spend, because of jet lag, three or four days in Vancouver when I get there so I haven't booked that hotel either but I really need to get to it. The Century Plaza is where we stayed in Vancouver back in the day and it uh, I have looked that up and it's still on the go. A few days later I am going to Vancouver Island I've only ever been to one place on Vancouver Island, which is called Tignamara, which is, in fact, an Irish term, as I understand it, which means house by the sea. And it's a resort and a hotel and kind of a complex uh, that exists along the coast and which is still there 24 years later. And that I'd like to go back and see because it's one of the most beautiful places that I've ever been. However, my trip to Vancouver Island will take in Victoria this time, which is the provincial capital. And after I visit Tignamara, I'm going to go and visit friends who live in Campbell River, which is further north on the island, I understand. And I'm going to get to spend three or four days with them before I fly out from Campbell River over to Vancouver International 
and I'm flying with Pacific Coastal Airlines. Now, I had not heard of them before, other than as a supplier of some uh, connecting, linking flights for WestJet. And I think I've come across them or heard the name there, but I've never taken any of their flights. I don't know what aircraft I'm taking because I got bumped from flying from Comox to Campbell River instead. And so I don't know what the piece of equipment is going to be. So that's to be discovered. And then I'm popping back to Calgary on the 28th to visit with friends who live there, Kerry and Byron. I'm coming your way. Apologies in advance. Anyway, nothing else is booked, but uh, if you have a look at my Instagram, you can see the cities that I'm going to. They include Regina, Edmonton. I'm then coming into Spokane, Washington, Salt Lake City, and into California, to Fresno, Sacramento, San Diego, San Francisco. And I'm hoping to end that part of the trip by visiting Los, Los Angeles, where I briefly lived somewhere along the way. I'm just checking that everything is recording correctly because I've got the audio recording recording over here, um, which is right behind me on the screen behind me for those who are on video. And I've got a camera right in front of me and then a giant microphone into which I'm trying to speak along the way. Okay, so I haven't booked anything. It's not like me. There's probably a moment at which I'm going to start feeling tense about that. And (laughs) I'll either get used to it really quickly or not. But I think that's the right idea. You know, if I've got this opportunity to do a longer trip and to vlog along the way, why get kind of so uptight about having everything militarily organized? The second thing that's on my mind is Omicron, a ramalama ding dong. Yes, Omicron is of course here in Northern Ireland and it's burning. It's bright fire, in the words of Art Garfunkel, talking about rabbits. Uh, Well, that's bright eyes. That's because some of the people who get Omicron end up with red eyes. So Omicron has gone through a couple of members of my family and friends who live in the area. And it's burned fast and kind of burnt out quickly, which is good. Nobody's gotten really sick, which I'm really pleased about. But it's on my mind. And it's on my mind for a couple of reasons. Although the UK and Ireland have done away with the requirement to have uh, PCR tests done by a medic in advance, requiring you to have that document uploaded onto a passenger locator form or whatever, that's been done away with, but not in Canada and not as far as I can tell in the United States at this point. Although I'm not going to be in the United States for a few weeks, so everything can change. But the other reason that I've not wanted to kind of book too far ahead is in case things change. Now, uh, due to Omicron, I understand that British Columbia, where I'll be flying into to Vancouver on the 18th, um, has new regulations or a review of regulations coming on the 15th of January. So I think that's going to be interesting to see if they change anything. Again, if I haven't booked any hotels, uh, I might be better to wait until that happens. The other thing about Omicron that's on my mind is... um, it seems to people seem to get it, you know, very easily. <laughs> you know, it's easily transmissible, highly infectious. I'm no epidemiologist, but I think we can all agree that it seems to move pretty quickly. I'm having my PCR test the moment I arrive in London, which is three days ahead of flying to um, to Vancouver uh, within the 72 hour window in which you're permitted to get a PCR test. And 
I probably have a slight concern that in the two or three days in between, there is a risk to me because London appears to have been riddled with Omicron, but there is a risk to picking up the infection. Now, I'm boosted and vaccinated and have had all of the various jabs. I'm no Novak Djokovic in this particular instance. Um, and, uh, I, you know, everyone has their opinion along the way, but uh, I, I'm hopeful that there is a, a pretty small risk to me along the way, but what way do you deal with that three days in between? Do you just leave it and say, you know, whatever happens, happens? Or do you try and be conscientious about the people that you're going to fly with and, you know, maybe take a lateral flow test? I think those are called something different in different countries. I think Australia called those an RAT test, the one where you self-administer at home. Um Perhaps I'll take one of those each day and hope that I'm negative, you know, the whole way through. But of course, that is always another risk. The other thing that's on my mind, and the reason I'm probably a bit frantic and stressed, is that I've put my house up for sale, or rather it's going up for sale just before I head out to Canada at the end of next week. It's been something that's been in the works for a long time. I've owned this house, which is very, very comfortable, very nice, a detached four-bedroom property in Newry in Northern Ireland, uh, County uh, County Down. Uh, I've owned it for 12 years. I've lived here for much of that, um, rented it out for a little while, somewhere in the middle. Um, and I guess whenever I bought the property... The other people living around were also single or couples. And in the intervening years, what happens? People have kids. And so it's changed from being kind of up and coming couples and solos uh, to largely being for young families. And I guess you'd expect that it is, you know, a a nice development uh, on the edge of a town where there's good schools. So that's all good. It does mean that it feels sometimes like living next door to a school. I think it's the right time for me to sell and to move on to whatever the next place that I'm going to live is going to be. Now, I haven't worked out exactly where that's going to be, and that's going to be part of an upcoming vlog or series of vlogs potentially on Planet Patrick. So I won't say anything more about that, but the process has started at least. Um, you know, people do talk about moving houses being a big stress. And to be honest, there's no reason for this to be a stress for me. I'm not in a stressful situation. I don't need to move or I don't need to move quickly um, along the way. But once I put things in motion to ask a trusted agent to come out and to have a look and appraise the property, then I started looking at things and saying, oh, that needs to be tidied or cleaned or moved. And so as a result, really since Christmas, I spent almost every day preparing the house, staging, I suppose, different parts of it and making sure that stuff is going to be ready before I leave next week on this next big trip. Then when the agent came yesterday and made lots of nice things to say, he also had a number of suggestions about how to stage things for the likely next buyer, which he imagines is probably going to be a couple or a young family. And so we're having to shift in this weekend with the the help of some friends, a couple of beds. The craft room is no longer the craft room. My dressing room is turning back into being a single bedroom. And so there's lots of changes that are happening at the moment. 
But through it all, what I'm trying to do, even though I feel some of that stress, is to breathe deeply and say, you know what, it'll work out. And there's no rush if it doesn't work out. You know, it doesn't have to absolutely go on sale uh, while I'm away, even if that offers a really nice opportunity for people to be able to come in and out without me, you know, having to be here or to leave to allow that to happen. So we'll see what happens with that. But that is certainly a big a big shift in my life, I suppose. The most recent vlog that I posted, which is about stopping my PhD, um, that is, I suppose, the other big change that there's been in my life. But I don't want you to be concerned that I've made a bunch of these changes and not kind of thought it out or, um, you know, that I'm making too many of them at once. They've They've happened probably in a sequence, but over a period of six to eight months. And they're positive choices. They're things that are uh, that I'm very happy about and they're positive changes that are coming into my life. Um, and actually, even starting the vlog along the way has been one of those very, very positive changes in my life in which I feel authorship. I, I did notice that in response to that vlog um, about the PhD, I got quite a few comments and thank you to those who do comment on YouTube. It's really helpful where you do. Anvan Salchishnur said, if it doesn't spark joy, let it go. I couldn't agree more. Um, Paul said, I love your honesty. Follow your heart. Paul, that's 100% true. I mean, I think that's all that you can do is that you follow your, I suppose, what you think is the best path at any given time. And it's okay that that changes. You know, it's fine. There's no, I, although I wasn't finding finding myself anymore in the PhD work, I don't have to have a PhD in order to find myself. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but I, I don't need to have the, the certificate or the academic acclaim in order to be able to think and write about some of the things which were important to me in that journey. It's not an either or game is what I keep sort of coming back to. I think I, I said something in the video, which I wasn't sure when I edited it, that it edited it, that it became super clear, which is that, you know, I was talking about whether I was stopping the PhD to become a full time vlogger or not. And I was saying, you know, I'm 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 not giving up the PhD to become a full time vlogger now. I was talking about this weird metaphor about having strings on my bow or strands on my bow, which is not even slightly what it's supposed to be about. But what I meant was it, I wasn't doing stopping one thing to start the other. I had already started the vlog while doing the, the PhD and who knows where the vlog will go. I'm hopeful that, you know, perhaps somewhere down the line, it'll be self-supporting, you know, or that it'll start to pay for itself along the way just even just in terms of paying for interesting flights to go on and to report on but that mightn't be the case but I'm not putting all the eggs from a PhD basket into a different basket I suppose maybe that's one of the things about being an older vlogger along the way is that I, I'm trying to keep an eye on a number of different parts of my life and to navigate through all of that as best I can so it, I, I was trying to put it across that it's life isn't one bit or the other. You stop this and then you have to start that. It's like selling this house. I don't know where I'm going to buy the next property or rent the next property, perhaps. 
I have some ideas, but it's okay that I don't know the answer to that right now. I don't need to know the answer to that right this minute. I've got some immediate things to get on with, and that's enough. Justine says, it's okay to quit things. We need to normalize that. And she's 100% right. It's absolutely fine to stop doing something. You know, there's something in here, I suppose, there's a question of maturity and ownership of your own life along the way. And sometimes you need to change things out. That's all right. That's part of our self-discovery. And nobody needs to beat themselves up about that. Owen says, you're rightly philosophical about this, Patrick. You did the right thing and moved on. Sometimes we make decisions that seem so right at the time, but circumstances change and we lose the motivation to see that decision to the end. This is how we grow as we progress along life's path. I think that's beautifully put, actually. Claire says, you seem very happy about the next chapter and that's all that matters. I agree. Who knows where we go next? There's kind of an excitement to that as well, which is addictive to me. Not in any weird kind of way. Anyway, those were some of the comments that came in. Thank you for those along the way with regard to that particular vlog, um, which is a bit different to my regular aviation or flight report. But uh, that's why this is called Planet Patrick. It's it's not only me going around the planet, but it's also a bit about my planet or who I am in the midst of all of this. And, you know, I think that's a good thing. I did have one other thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've written this down and I don't It's so unusual, awkward to talk about. When I, I was telling you that the agent was coming and actually it sort of, This issue, the Attic of Doom, ties all the things I've been talking about today together in a weird kind of way. Um, I was sitting here thinking about what was the order in which we went on tour. I knew it was Vancouver and then Calgary and it started to get really hazy after that. Um, And uh, I could find, I did find, the list of places that we went to hotels we stayed in for the second part of the tour and third and fourth but I couldn't find the first one and I got in touch with a friend of mine Joanne and who had been on tour and um, I said Granny can you find yours and she was able to locate it which was fantastic but along the way I thought where is that piece of paper I'm really good about keeping stuff like that and if I don't keep it I tend to scan it and I hadn't scanned it couldn't find it on the computer anywhere and um, I thought perhaps in the attic, somewhere along the way, I'd put stuff into a box. And so I dragged down the stairs from the attic and I'm like, OK, let's let's do this thing. I haven't been up there in years. Um, and there were people who were renting this house uh, previously. And when I went up into the attic, the attic was full of crap. Absolute Crap, Ola. Now, mostly broken toys, dirty pillows, old duvets, uh, stuff like that. Nothing worth keeping, nothing pretty much worth donating. And I was trying to find a way to do that. And the telephone number that I had for those people was from a few years ago. And there was no way of contacting them at this point. Uh, So 
I spent a lovely day where I was meant to be doing something else up to my knees in dust. I filled the car twice and had to go to the dump and everything had to be sadly put into landfill. Nothing could be recycled. There was nothing uh, that could be recycled. You're not even allowed to do that with old duvets or quilts here in Northern Ireland. That's just the way that it is. Um, But isn't it funny that those people left and went on and left behind all of this stuff we had, you know, a pretty good relationship as far as I was concerned, and um, they never missed any of that. Well, maybe they, <laughs> maybe they didn't have access to go to the dump or something on their own. Uh, they left behind this huge monitor. Um, I'd kind of forgotten how heavy they were until I had to take it down a pair of flimsy aluminium, aluminium or aluminium, if you're an American, aluminium <laughs> stairs from the attic. Uh, and try and manhandle it into the car. I tell you, I've lost pounds. Pounds, I tell you, along the way. On that kind of weird attic-related note, I leave you for today. Um, It's been fun doing a podcast for the first time in a long time. I'm conscious of what's coming up, you know, on Saturday week, the start of this new trip. Um, I'm getting to visit loads of friends along the way. None of them are quite sure when exactly I'm going to turn up. But uh, the other thing that's on my mind, actually, just while I think about it, is I think when I reach the US border, which is somewhere around the end of January, early February, they're going to be interested in knowing exactly when I'm going to be leaving. And they'll probably want to make sure that I've got a flight booked. So I might need to work out what that end date is. Um so that I can go ahead and book my return flight. What happens in between is up for discussion, I guess, somewhere along the way. Uh, So that's going to be a lot of fun. Let's see what this year brings us. I mean, I'm not one for making resolutions. I really am not, because they can become kind of overbearing. They become this kind of structure against which you're either trying trying to compete or you're trying to make sure that you did the thing you promised yourself you would do and it creates its own sense of tyranny I mean who needs that in your life just try your best have a bit of crack along the way as we say in this part of the world and uh, let's hopefully maybe be a bit gentler to ourselves that was part of that whole PhD thing that I was talking about I wasn't being gentle with myself I was like okay if I could just stick it out for two more years I can get this done and it's not something I want take a breath relax enjoy yourself and so that's exactly what I'm going to do anyway I should let you get on and I should get on because come Sunday there's going to be a new video I think I've kind of settled into this rhythm of two videos a week that kind of feels right at the moment at noon I was releasing them at 7am and people are like oh my god that doesn't work for the US but you know 12 o'clock seems to work really for most people who who watch who tend to be from the US Canada Ireland the UK Sweden and other bits of Europe so um, Sundays and Wednesdays seem to be good and then podcasts whenever we release them oh I was going to not talk about this but I have um, I have kind of like a backlog (laughs) I think some some people who vlog 
put things out in such a strict order. I completely get that. And when I start a new series, that that's how things go. It goes out exactly in order. So it's not confusing for anybody because I'd be confused if I was watching something else. But I have a few kind of backlog ones and I don't know whether to kind of just release a bunch of them. I have to edit them. I mean, let's be honest. But whether to just hold off from the first Riverdance Revisited video but then there's something nice about the immediacy of releasing stuff as you go along the way. And I'll work that one out. That's another decision to be made on Planet Patrick. <laughs> anyway, let me just double check. I said all the things. Patreons and members will get a link in roughly the next day or so to the video version of this. Um, this podcast is live immediately. I post it. Uh, and then a couple of days later, everybody gets access to the video version of the podcast on YouTube. I want to say something very quick about Patreons and members. I'm very grateful for your help. I was inspired by Talis Buan, and that's a Swedish couple who produced that. They live kind of off-grid with their son. Um, and what they do with regard to Patreons and members. And the inspiration there is that absolutely everything that I produce is made public. There's nothing that I hold back. And I know other people do that for Patreon. There's There's private videos and so on and so forth. And I totally understand why they do that. I'm grateful to Patreons and members. The thing that I do is that I release some things to them earlier. So they get early access a day or two days ahead to, to some uh, items. And that's my thank you for uh, their support along the way. But by the same token, I want you to know that comments and likes and shares and subscribing and all of that kind of stuff is a wonderful way to interact with Planet Patrick. And I'm so pleased when people are able to do that. So there's many ways to be supportive. There is obviously there is one which is financial and then there's tons of other ways which require no financial engagement. And I want people to know that I am happy with any way in which you want to interact with me. Um, I'm just delighted to have the crack. On that bombshell note, thank you so much for being here. This has been a new Planet Patrick podcast. Hopefully there's another one coming soon. In the meantime, take care. Bye bye.